Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. It's Victor Martin with Reviews in the West. Hope you all are doing well. Today, I am joined by two very special guests, um, Greg and Nick. Do you want me to refer to as Nick or Parr in this? Uh, he calls me both, but uh, you know, it's whatever you're comfortable with, man. Uh, Parr. He goes by Nick. Parr is just Parr his like. Yeah, it's like alter. Least... Yeah, it's just a stage thing, I guess. Maybe I'll mix it up throughout the episode to keep you on your toes. There you go. I like that, man. <laughs> so, um, if I'm not mistaken, you guys own a, you guys have a podcast. Is that correct? Yes, sir. War with Cinema. Hell yeah! Where can we? Uh, where can this audience find you guys? We uh, are on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and I've tried to link it so you can find it in any really podcasting thing. So if you search War with Cinema, you should be able to find us. Yeah, there are so many sites. I there was like, are. holy shit. <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep to this to the big five, the big four. And, and Yeah, like... I was the same way. They were like, you got to subscribe to everyone. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> it's like the chances of someone using like, I, I, I host this on Podbean. I don't even know if you guys know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then again, I'm like, who the hell uses Podbean? Yeah, exactly. I have a friend <laughs> that uses Podbean and I'm like, well, what is that? I've watched all your <laughs> stuff on YouTube. Okay, right on. That's that's where I'm at. I'm subscribed. Yeah, I, got, I usually just listen to you guys on Spotify, but I, it was cool to see you guys do video. You know, a crazy thing about the video is I started out with audio, and then everyone's like, you got to put up video, and then mm. nobody watches it. So it's like I'm doing all this extra work for nobody to watch it, but whatever. You're giving the people what, are you talking what they about, want, bro? But... You show my good side and everything, man. That shit is not <laughs> wasted at all. But yeah, I love our YouTube. Yeah, you got to just keep doing it. Why not? Yeah, it's just fun. Eventually, I, they'll come to it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think of it. But like the cool. podcasting side is where we get most of our lessons. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Well, we have another show, too. It's, we just got started. We've only done a couple episodes. But because of COVID, oh, yeah? it kind of threw a wrench in that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I have a YouTube channel and I collect stuff. And That's right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But like I said, shameless plugging people, yourself. Well, I'm just saying, you know, people, but, but I'm just saying the whole premise of the show was to go see other people's collections. And right. obviously due to COVID, it's hard to get out there with yeah. people right now. Yeah. And um, I remember you mentioned that uh, channel in another podcast or another episode of yours. Um, you can, you can plug that as well if you'd like. Uh, part of the collector. All episodes are on YouTube right now. Yeah. That's all, that's the only place. He puts up like a video like once a year, but it's that's great. Like, uh, yeah. I used to be much more, uh, you know, consistent. Uh, yeah, you know. Well, I assume it's pretty difficult to do that now, though, right? It is. It's difficult. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of hoops to jump through more than it used to be. Well, as long as you don't give up. Oh, exactly. That's never, what I tell man. him. Nah, he knows this is that this is what I was doing before I did this. But I love this too. You know, this is another another passion of mine. Oh yeah, man. Um, well, I asked you to to bring on a couple films. And uh, what, what films were those? We came in with some heat, Victor. Hell yeah. So you, you just ha- need an excuse to talk about Goodfellas, dude. I'm Tell sorry, you. man. Goodfellas is <laughs> like the greatest movie of yeah, all time. Yeah, you just take from the top shelf. Like, yeah. no subtlety at all. Yeah, man. Like, you know, give the people what they want. Yeah. Hits, yeah. You know? And and you asked for a double feature. So a double feature yeah. to me is like two films that kind of like go with each other. I wanted to talk about Sucker Punch so bad because he but hates I it. I would have sucker punched you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it doesn't really go with Goodfellas, so I picked uh, Gangs of New York for a mm-hmm. Scorsese double feature. God, yeah, man. 
we love but we that's actually one of the first things we bonded over as friends was the buff that we both love scorsese um speaking of like it's called war with cinema because that's all we agree on is scorsese anything out of scorsese (laughs) we just fight about pretty much and tom hardy our love for tom hardy right about it okay that's fair but yeah man scorsese it's just I, i think anytime you watch a scorsese film you're there hasn't been a bad one that i've seen of his i've seen a good majority of his movies but like anytime i put one on it puts me in a good mood right they are just on another level (laughs) you know i thought i had seen the majority of his movies (laughs) until greg you know being as good as he is and doing the research he dropped some knowledge on me a couple weeks ago i think he was like he was naming off these scorsese movies i was like i've never heard of any of this shit (laughs) like proud of it and he's like i kind of want to watch them all and it's funny like his body of work is you'll find movies that you didn't know he did unless you're like a scorsese like savant but yeah. like color color of money i didn't realize that was a scorsese film oh no, i sure. didn't either but i like that movie yeah it's a great movie i do like that movie a lot and, and then um what's another one i was gonna pick this one but i decided not to uh cape fear oh, that, oh cape fear is pretty underrated one? yeah he did cape fear dude de niro and him have just like been paying mortgages son oh Honestly. yeah have <laughs> wow would you guys say that goodfellas would be um a favorite of yours oh it's films? my number one for sure. Yeah, it's I'm I lean more towards Casino because I feel it has wow. more of like an art, artistic vibe to it. More kills too. Okay. Yeah, but I still love Goodfellas. Like it goes hand in hand. One thing that Nick always says, he's like between Goodfellas and Casino, the one that's my favorite is the one that I just saw recently. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Because totally. yeah. I'll be Goodfellas all day, <laughs> and then as soon as I see Casino, I'll be like, you know what? God damn it! <laughs> I think you're back at number one, right? You know. It's but, way uh, too hard to pick like a number one, honestly. Absolutely. But, um, the, yeah, his top five, six. It's just like, yeah, really. I haven't How seen Casino. I need, I need to see that soon. Oh my uh, god, bro! I mean, I it's know, basically I'm... Goodfellas, but it's just a continuation of goodfellas uh, it's the mob life but it's it's a it's pretty much how they took over vegas yeah right. you know and they change a couple names and stuff but oh, it's okay. really good i love casino great movie yeah did, did you guys uh do you guys like the irishman i i love the irishman yeah uh, we were actually just talking about that before we started oh, good. before we got on right i watched it in pieces i want to sit down and watch it all the way through <laughs> and that's what i told him i love it because these are my type of movies, crime dramas and, mm-hmm. and gangster movies. That's what I, that's what, that's my wheelhouse, you know? And, uh, I just feel like they, uh, they could have trimmed some fat off of it, you know? And I think it would have, it would have ran better. It would have been more flowed better, I guess. You yeah. Know, the that's, movie. that's fair. Yeah. One thing about uh Goodfellas that surprised me for being two and a half hours long is that like, at least to me, mm-hmm. it does not feel like there's a dull moment whatsoever. There's not a wasted frame Holy of shit. this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it really it's Scorsese's is best. It's his has creme de la creme. Like, yeah. This is what they will remember him for. Yeah, absolutely. And that's got to be tough as a director, knowing that but, you can't outdo but it. But not only that, I was telling my wife, like, I have a bunch of movies, obviously, because I love movies. But I have a Scorsese shelf, mm-hmm. like nice. all his movies. <laughs> and I tell my wife, I'm like, look at all these movies that one man did these movies like how mind-blowing is that mm. this guy is i don't know so it's yeah. just like it's one of those people that when you meet him you just bow down dude like <laughs> yeah, i pull yeah. a wayne's world worthy. for sure i'm not worthy like <laughs> yeah honestly like when the irishman came out and it was getting a lot of hate and there was like that marvel and scorsese debate happening i was like 
I must protect Grandpa Scorsese at all costs. <laughs> Definitely, yes. This man protect is a... <laughs> one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, that's another reason I picked Gangs of New York because it, mm-hmm. it. I feel like it catches a lot of heat. Like it's like people talk bad about Gangs of New York, and I feel like it mm-hmm. deserves a little bit more praise because I think it's a great film that's underappreciated. Yeah, it's another one. Like I said, we were talking about that uh, the, earlier. Um, it's another one I feel like if you trimmed a little bit out of it, it, yeah. it would have, you know, because people just have a, tor- a short attention span nowadays. They want their movies fed to them. Right. Yeah. Not a lot of people are going to sit down for 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> no, not <laughs> in, like films, you know, because I feel like there is a difference. There you is. Know, there's movies and then there's films. Yeah, definitely. So why did you pick Goodfellas? Like, why do you, what do you want to say about this movie that hasn't been said? I just want to say this. Like, I feel like years from now, people will still be talking about how great this is. And they'll still be picking out little nuances that nobody's picked up on before. Like, I heard Bill Burr, comedian of all people, talking about Goodfellas. And he said that the red light on the scene where they're about to bury Billy Bads when they execute him. Right, right. Yeah, he said yeah. that's like kind of like a motto for like how they're the downfall of their crew after that. Like, the red was there, like you know, showing that they were done for or whatever, but that's a good analogy. I didn't never look at it that way. Like yeah. Bill Burr of all people, you know, yeah, what but I mean? Bill like, Burr is an intelligent man. I'm he not just saying comes he's dumb just because like, he's a comedian or anything, right? But like just kind of last person you expect though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like that's just not something that you would, you'd think of him, but uh, yeah, I just like, it's just one of those movies that it just keeps getting good. Like it doesn't matter what part it is, where I'm at, what I'm doing. If that thing is on and it catches my eyes, I'm going to watch it to the end. Yeah, for sure. Like, and that's probably like if I had to pick a favorite movie, it's definitely in my top five. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, and there's just little things about it that are so cool and make it so personal to Martin. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, calling him that, like I know him. I know, right? Like he's your best friend, <laughs> Marty. Yeah, he likes to be called Marty. I oh, don't even Marty. know why I said Martin. You know, you know me and Marty, we he call calls you up. He's like, thanks for the shot up. We go way back. <laughs> Irishman didn't do as good as I hoped. Oh, thanks for the shine. You know, appreciate you. <laughs> but, but uh like the fact that his mother plays tommy's mom oh she yeah also plays a part in casino mm-hmm. like i yeah, thought she, that was she has really a few cool. cameos i believe yeah she, she's in a lot of stuff of his uh earlier mm-hmm. and um the fact that his dad played the guy that killed tommy and also played Vinny in prison oh really yeah and she okay. used to his mother used to iron all the actor's shirts so it would oh, look man. like they just put on fresh shirts in every scene. That is adorable. That's you know what I mean? It's just little things like that that I think is so cool. And they're like, she didn't have to do that, but like she wanted to help. She right. believed in her son. Like, that's amazing. That is. That's beautiful. You know? <laughs> and it just makes this movie that much better. Like, it does. You know, little things. Sam Jackson. Back when he was called Sam Jackson, not Samuel oh, right. You know, he got us break in this movie. You know, like he, he he even found a way to be in this great movie. Sam Jackson's in every great yeah, movie. He, he found a way to slide into this one too. Right? This is only my second time seeing it, but I completely forgot that he was in it. Just like, wait, what? Yeah, he plays Stacks. Yeah. yeah. You get to watch Joe Pesci blow his dome off like two minutes in. That's like the last of his screen time. Right. But, but that's what's so great about it. Like, you know, Scorsese has such an eye for talent. Like he does. You know, he saw that and then like and the, and what I love is all the actors bring their A game when they're working with Scorsese. Like no mm-hmm. nobody phones it in. Right. You're not phoning yeah, it in with Scorsese. No, not at yeah. all. Yeah, like I don't even think they have the balls to disrespect. Right. That, exactly. Know? No, there's no way. 
you're going against. You know what I mean? So it's just everybody on their A game. That's what makes this movie so great. Especially too, since uh, quite a handful of them are like his regulars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just talking about how like him and uh, Robert De Niro just like mm-hmm. make hit after hit. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like I couldn't believe that he hadn't worked with Pacino before The Irishman. Like that blew my mind. You know? Right. Oh, De Niro. No, uh, Pacino. Oh, oh wait. Pacino. Oh, Pacino. Oh, Pacino right, right. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Hoffa. That was the first time they had ever worked together. That's right. That's right. And Pacino's a great gangster actor. I love The Godfathers. And I love Scarface. Like, mm-hmm. Scarface is another top five of mine. Like, Heat. I was just about to say Heat, <laughs> you know. But that's another thing with De Niro and Pacino. They were in Heat, but they have one scene or two scenes together. Yep. The diner, and then when he kills him at the end. Mm-hmm. Spoiler Damn, alert. Spoiler alert. Wow, right? <laughs> Sorry, bro. I assumed everybody has seen Heat, dude. Yeah, if you haven't seen Heat. You're I bought it like three years ago. It came out like 88. <laughs> I'm like, one day I'm going to watch this. And then and then you spoil it, so now I. Sorry, I know this guy probably years. hasn't watched it. Like. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Me and um, him are old. We've seen everything. Like <laughs> I know he he's pretty young. <laughs> we actually. just assume everybody's seen what we've seen. Yeah. Like, How old know. are you, Victor? If you don't uh, mind us asking. No, I'm 24. Yeah. See, he's still young. Oh, you baby, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the youngster here. How old are you guys? Greg's 47. <laughs> and uh, yeah, at least I don't look 47. <laughs> Like yeah, you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm a young 32. Young okay, 30. All right. I'm 34. Well, you guys are just might have to school me this episode if I get anything wrong. How's that? Nah, nah. <laughs> Anytime we get to talk about Goodfellas or anything Scorsese related, we're down. Right. Sorry, we like totally hijacked yeah, your podcast. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what do you, how do you want to do this? Yeah, for real. No, man, you're good. I don't look. The last, the last guys I had on it was kind of similar. We all just kind of vibed, and there was wasn't really a structure. So don't worry about it. Okay, cool. It's, it's all good to go. Yeah, once um, we get these mics on, we just kind of ramble on for the long. Oh yeah, dude, that's totally. I've fine. always wondered when I listen to y'all's, uh, when I've listened to y'all's episodes on uh, mm-hmm. YouTube, I've wondered, do you, are y'all all together or do y'all do it from your houses? Um, I think up until episode like, I don't know, fifteen or something, we were uh, doing it in person, but um, we've been doing it through Discord for the past like fifteen episodes. Well, I'm sure it's hard to get four guys together. You know, everybody's schedules lining up. That does seem like a lot, a little bit more. It is a little difficult. Do. Yeah. Um, but we, you know. Yeah. Well, that's we why manage. he's taking a break. He's doing like interviews and stuff to oh, like right, right. fill the gaps while everyone's taking their holidays, which I don't mind at all. Oh, that's cool. Gives me a break. I was just super excited that somebody wanted to, you know, have us on, man. Like, this was oh, yeah, big man. for us. This is the first show we've ever done other than our own. This is oh, is true. it? Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. We've yeah, interviewed a couple people. Yeah, we've, ours, we've brought like friends that, yeah. on and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just our first year doing it. So I really just wanted to like reach out to other people. And because I don't know, I just, there's so many different podcasts that I see on Instagram, like so many different film ones. And it seems like a very, very saturated um, market. But really, still, yeah. like, I want to take a handful of people I see and just bring them on. I want to join others and just create a little community going. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just talking awesome. about that like not too long ago because I have another buddy that does a podcast. Um, what's their called? Red Rabbit. Red Rabbit in. Or yeah. Red, Red, Red mm. Rabbit driving. Right. It's uh, okay. Slinky's Pond. They do podcasts about like horror movies and stuff, but mm. it's a saturated thing. But I think if you find your own niche and you enjoy doing it, the mm. saturation won't matter because you'll be original. Like that's why I like War with Cinema because usually when I'm listening to 
guys talk about movies, they're usually praising movies that they love. But since me it's and just Nick, just one big circle jerk, like they're just yeah, all yeah. picking their turn, talking <laughs> right. about how great it is. But me and Nick can't seem to agree on movies because I like artsy indie yeah. films. This is rare air, yeah. Victor. You're getting a rare, <laughs> rare thing here, man. Because me and Greg rarely ever agree on anything. <laughs> For sure, I, know, yeah. I felt like we were doing a disservice to our own podcast by picking movies we love. You call it War with Cinema? These guys are pussies. They fucking <laughs> talk about how much they love this movie. Or like Peace with Cinema, am I right? Yeah, right, there you go. Yeah, there's not much to like... I don't know. This is my first time seeing Gangs of New York. Um, I've been wanting to see it for a long time. And um, for a good chunk of it, I I was pretty entertained, but I would agree with you that, yeah, definitely some things could be cut. Although with a story like this and something that kind of takes place, um, you know, in a span of, you know, how many, like, what was it, 30 years or something, a very long time. Mm -hmm. I feel like you do need such a long run time to tell this kind of story. And I think what I love about it most is DiCaprio's character, Amsterdam, right? That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Just him being side by side with the man who killed his father and hit And this guy sort of teaching him the ropes, showing him the ways. That's such a real, that's such a cool dynamic. And I love that so much all while he's kind of plotting to kill this man. And I don't know. It was such a really such an interesting dynamic between those two characters. Absolutely. Like rewatching it, I was thinking about that. Whenever he saves his uh, life from the the assassination, I was like, "How hard would that have been?" Because he could have just oh let him God. kill him, but he doesn't. He wants to be the one that kills him. But that's the brilliance of Daniel Day Lewis's character in that movie. Oh my God! Can we just talk about Daniel Day Lewis for a second? <laughs> yeah, like this man guy. is a fucking genius a when goat. it comes to an actor. Yeah, he's a goat for sure. <laughs> he's I mean, so great in this movie. Yeah, he's up there with the Brandos and shit. Like he um, act. he has a uh, he has a scene in this movie whenever the uh, whenever Leonardo DiCaprio's character brings back the uh, the dead rabbits. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. I just want someone to take care of someone. Who murdered this innocent rabbit and he yeah. just switches gears so yeah. easily <laughs> yeah and he i was just the like face. fuck he's yeah. a genius <laughs> just just the little nuances of his character and that when he taps when he's eating this raw steak oh of my a, god of a cow did. he just butchered in front of this guy <laughs> right. he cuts off the piece he wants and he's just sitting down like i'll oh, put it on the fire nothing i got this he barely it's, touches the grill with it yeah, yeah it's yeah. like literally not even brown like throws it down and he taps Taps, taps the, the eye, you know, with right. with the, with the knife. So, did you did you enjoy this, Victor? I did. At the by the end of it, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, cool. I mean, I was enjoying it all the way through, and there's so many great scenes, especially that that third act and that climax where there's those, those riots happening in the street, just complete chaos. Yeah, I was like, holy big, shit, yeah, this is this is so moment. good. He's so the very brutal. The staging yeah. and like just the overall what's happening in the scene is so complex and there's so many characters on screen, so much going on. Uh it's it's really well done. But that last scene where um Amsterdam and Cameron Diaz, her mm-hmm. character, um, they're looking over the the bay there, they walk away, and then you just see like the city being formed through like uh being superimposed over each other. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the line was that he, uh, DiCaprio says. Something like, um, something along the lines of like, it'll be, it'll, it'll look like, it'll be like no one was ever here. Like no one's gonna remember us. Sort of. Oh thing. right, right, yeah. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> like that was just, a, just such a perfect ending, and just solidified my, just uh, my liking for the film. 
I don't know. Like it was very long, but also there's, you know, Daniel Day Lewis's performance, just the overall craft that went in this film. It's undeniably just so well done. Absolutely. What are you about to say now? I tell you, I tell you what, what made me love this movie so much when I first saw it. What's up? Um, this was the first movie. This is the movie that made me realize that I loved Leo DiCaprio as as an actor mm-hmm. because before this, this, yeah, listen to me now. Before this, he did uh, the year before he did Catch Me If You Can, and Great I love movie. and I love Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. But before that, I didn't, now going back as an adult, I've I've learned to love like Gilbert Grape, right? You know, but when I was younger and I saw it, it made me sad because he plays a kid with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And uh, or not Down syndrome, but he's just he plays a slow, mentally challenged, mentally, kid. yeah. Um, and uh, and then uh, basketball diaries. Like now, I look back and I'm like, wow, that is amazing acting out of such a young guy. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. the time, it's just like, wow, like I was a kid when I saw it, so I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you feel bad, but you don't appreciate it as much. But catch me if you can. He showed that he had some range because mm-hmm. after after he got. You know, once he became that that teen heartthrob, he started doing Titanic and, you know, people talk about how great Titanic is. And I'm just like a three hour movie. Like, we know what happens. Let's let's sink this thing and go home. You know what I mean? Like, get to the point. I don't care about the love story and, and, and all of that. You know, the, I don't care about any of that. Man. Like literally showed up after we talked about so many like romantic movies that you like love but you hate titanic like, dude why does it take three and a half hours to tell that movie <laughs> i don't explain that to me well it's what's his name i can't think of his name james Correct. cameron james cameron yeah yeah i was gonna say john carpenter i'm like yeah, that's not right the, at all that might have been a good his, movie uh, all of his longer movies have a point and are good avatar amazing no nah. that's two and a half hours amazing i'll watch that all day i can't wait for the seven sequels that's gonna come out for fucking that. hated avatar for, and uh, uh, <laughs> I love T2 and Terminator. Well, yeah, those are goats, yeah, but but I'm just saying like, you know. Um I like uh I watched this film and it gets a lot of hate because it's not historically accurate. It is historically accurate. I was accurate. wondering that. The thing is is he takes different genres or not different genres, but different times and like melds them into one. So this takes place over what like you said 15 years, but actually these events take part in the whole 1980s from like the night the 1830s 1880s. to like the 1880s yeah so he oh, kind of okay. like okay. takes almost 100 years of uh history and puts it into like a three-hour film so right and i could see how some people wouldn't like that i mean a lot of people are sticklers when it comes to accuracy and media but and a lot of people also didn't like the fact that you know some of it not all of the dates and everything lined up or the people's names but the mm-hmm. the fact that everybody thinks that because people lived in the north like they were just all against slavery and like they were against racism you see some brutal racism in that movie mm, not not oh, just sure. against blacks no, but, but against, against the, uh, any any uh oh, yeah, right. any immigrants but yeah. mostly like uh irish any race. and it just shows that like you know just because our country you know was two-sided like everybody thought that like it was cut down the line like yeah. that, you know sometimes you just happen to live somewhere else you still felt the same way as everybody else did right but uh, yeah, a lot of people don't like that too. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when they're when um, his friend from when they were children, and he re- catches him down there, and they start talking. I forget the guy's name now, but uh, mm, uh, it's the redheaded dude, right? The younger guy. But anyways, um, <laughs> he's walking him through the five points, and he's breaking down all the gangs. 
and stuff. I, I I enjoy that scene. Like it's really cool. And he's like, that's legit. And they're doing it in that thick Irish accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my biggest dislikes of this movie is Kirsten Dunst. Like, and I don't think she's a bad actress, but her trying to pull off that Irish accent is tough to watch, dude. <laughs> tough to watch. It's funny you say you that. Cameron Diaz. Huh? Cameron Diaz, you, you mean? mean? Cameron Diaz. What did I say? Kirsten Dunst. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was about to say that too. Like, I did not love her. In Just making movie. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Spider Girl or Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mask, the girl from the mask. You right, know right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, Any given Sunday. Right. <laughs> Just her naming obscure movie. She said. Yeah. Sweetest um, thing. Yeah, I did not love her in this movie. Like, she was fine. I, I feel like you could have replaced her with anybody. She has Same, such a yeah. large mouth. I don't know why I noticed this <laughs> this time around. Whenever she smiles, she has the largest mouth I've ever seen on a human being. She has 47 teeth. <laughs> right. <laughs> My favorite scene has to be like the opening scene. It was just it just felt so powerful whenever oh, hell yeah. he's getting ready for the battle and they're marching down the uh, the halls and that music starts playing. Dude, I just felt so pumped. I was so ready. And it, the movie just started. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. like opening credit shit. Right. Mm. I love that scene so much. Oh, yeah. And I, we could totally skipped over this. The awesome, best little Liam Neeson part in this movie. Yeah, exactly. He's mm-hmm. in 10 minutes of it, and he kills it. Yeah, right. best oh, yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. What does, he, what does he call them out? Bill, we stand on this ground agreed upon. Yeah, it goes on the thing. I'm kind of going brave for it. Yeah, because what it what it does well. is they're like coming out of the uh, the uh, the t- whatever they're in. It's a and church, they, but it's like a right. It feels like a fucking tunnel tunnel. Tunnel. like a catacomb. Yeah, <laughs> that's what really confused me. Like I, the, that tunnel system. I was. It was just, the subway the before hell? the subway. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That didn't make any sense. Just, just a huge just like underground Marty's wooden structure. <laughs> right. I was like, what the? What's going what is on? This? I was raised six floors below the earth. <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite scene. A good one um, is when Daniel Day Lewis is sitting beside his chair or sitting beside his bed in the chair, and he has the uh, American, American flag. flag. I was going to mention that scene. Like the way he like delivers his lines, like just felt so real. I turned forty two today. Yeah, I lo- I loved that scene. And yeah. like you said, it did. Daniel Day Lewis is such a good actor. Like he just fully. He commits. does not have a bad part in this movie. Like uh-uh. yeah, he, fuck. You almost root for him, even you, though he's know, the right? worst kind of villain. Like you still almost root for right. him. Right? He's like you stupid N word, and you're like, yeah, fuck, get him. <laughs> this is terrible. Why am I cheering for this guy? Right, exactly. <laughs> but he sells it like mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's very, undeniably. I think this is my favorite role of his personally. I think so. Really? Okay. It's either totally that or my that. left foot. Like he did a good one in that. You want to hear a secret? What? I haven't watched a lot of his movies, dude. Because a lot of them yeah. are like that's all there is to take away from his God. He acted his ass off in that movie. Like, yeah, it's like, but you can't remember the name of the movie. It's like yeah. that was a really good one. I haven't seen. I've seen uh, there will be blood. I oh didn't yeah, like that very much. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I just it, 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 I like it, but it's such a slow burn of a movie. That's fair. That's fair. It's just a very slow burn. Like I can usually do slow burns, but this there will be blood takes it to like <laughs> another level. It is quite long, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I his fell performance in watching that, that just... movie so much. I don't know if I've ever finished it. Sorry. <laughs> well, hopefully you can finish it someday. I was also going to mention that scene where he's sitting beside Leo's bed, talking about um uh when he was being beaten by the priest and how it was like the best beaten he has ever gotten. Oh right, right, yeah. And that uh. The priest said something along the lines of like, you know, he uh, he took what he take out his no, no, no he uh, 
he wanted him to live in shame and then he like cut out his eye that looked away from him because he mm-hmm. was he felt ashamed from that um oh yeah god just that scene is so it feels very vulnerable yeah because dicaprio wakes up and he's already scared shitless because he's torn up about how he feels about the guy right because he gives him he gives him the the speech of like you know why i'm so successful because mm-hmm. of fear mm-hmm. like and then he goes right. down the line to like what you're gonna what he does to people whenever he let they like cross him He's like, I've killed all these people, and he's like almost taken out by a nobody, you know? Yeah, you know, that is a very good point. That is his, like, one vulnerable scene that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he mentions, too, about, uh, I think he says, like, that his the priest was the only man he killed he worth ever remembering. He ever respected, yeah. Yeah, I was like... He ever killed worth remembering, yeah, that's a great line. And when him and the uh, the older guy, the balder guy, get into it, mm-hmm. and he picks his, he stops the fight, and he, like, picks up his picture and dusts it off, yeah to have your worst enemy is picture hanging so you always see it to remind you that that was the guy that took you the closest to the end mm-hmm. you know the that's, one guy that really challenged you right that's, he's like he's that's just like a respect he's your greatest villain but he's also the man you respect the most yeah it's crazy it's a shit. great dynamic yeah really is nick you're talking about that scene where he's kind of running him down like the gangs in the area like holy there are so many different groups in this film it's really easy to lose track of like who's who and what gangs are in which part of the city but it was that like intricate world building that i was so impressed by because there is so much going on there's so many different groups of people that you kind of want to keep track of but it's nearly impossible it makes me wonder how big that set was like how many set you know what's funny i was just thinking about that i'm like it feels like a real city it like I was watching it and I'm like, it doesn't feel like it would have been that big, but the way he shoots the movie makes it feel so much more grand. Mm-hmm. Um, but touching on what you said, Victor, uh, fun fact, the, you know how they had the firemen that fought each other? Yes. I thought that was kind of like a joke that Scorsese like threw in the movie. No, that was a real thing. That was a real thing. Was firefighters real thing. actually really? fought over fires. Like there were two or three different gangs of firefighters because they're the ones that got paid for putting out the fires. So sometimes whenever they were battling each other, they wouldn't even put out the fire because they were too busy <laughs> fighting each other. That was real. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. When the house, <laughs> one house catches on fire yeah. and like there's nothing to loot. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, go to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, but sir, my house isn't on fire. They just smacked the shit out of the woman. Right. And um, it's just funny, like everything in this movie, well, most like 95% of the stuff in this movie is factual, but mm-hmm. the way it's presented is not factual, like the time it was done and all the stuff like that. But most of the things that happened in this movie really happened. Yeah. Just Even not that right fight at that in the moment. beginning. Yeah, exactly. Well, there That's the craziest thing. The most true shit is the stuff about the gangs, not right, so much exactly. the time it took place mm-hmm. or like I said the stuff with the firemen it wasn't necessarily in that little bit mm-hmm. or the stuff about the the rigged elections or the draft anything. It wasn't all like right there at that same time. Right. Like Got the it. fight at the beginning, like not that exactual fight happened, but fights like that did happen just But not... a gang the Dead Rabbits did take on people that considered themselves the the nationals or you know whatever it was. the natives oh, or something natives that's natives. right natives of america or something like that mm-hmm. okay another fun fact i don't know if you guys know this but you know how their top hats are so high mm-hmm. that the higher your top hat the more like important you are that's oh, cool. interesting okay. that's why they were so I, like I heard that but that is still cool yeah that's that was true that was kind of blew my mind because i'm like why are their top hats so high it looks stupid but it's for <laughs> like <laughs> how important you are is they overcompensating for something? Right. 
I thought some of the plaid suits those dudes wore were super sharp, bro. Like I right? still support oh, yeah. that. Daniel Day Lewis like killed those outfits. Like I wanted to wear it. Right. You, like you think they make those in 4X, bro? Because I want one. Like it'd probably just be like a picnic table back, you know? Like, like the you know, I don't know why I can't think of words today. Yeah. You're too cloth, busy. Tablecloth, bro. He, he, I want you to know he's busy watching the Cowboys game while he's talking. Right? So he's not all here. <laughs> I am all here. I'm all here, man. Just the it's fact that we have sure. part of part of your attention that that is that is good enough for me. <laughs> I'm here, bro. I'm, I'm just giving him a hard time. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, the the costume design and the set uh, production design is pretty damn phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. with most historical films, um, or not historical, but uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, you're gonna always usually get some pretty good production design but it's just they, so dense here yeah they they didn't uh they didn't skimp on anything mm. as far as making it look authentic for sure it's almost like scorsese goes into a movie and they're just like you know, don't even worry about a budget man you just tell us how much you want like, <laughs> well he had to he worked his ass off oh to yeah get there, well, his but... earlier movies for sure yeah. like, mm-hmm. um I heard from historians that the look of this movie was definitely early 1800s. Like it actually did look like that, but like the later 1800s, it didn't look as like dirty, grungy, but mm. they said that it actually did look like that back in the day. So he did a good job of the aesthetics. Yeah. Like the whole beginning scene, I was trying really hard to imagine that whole beginning fight happening in real life with their, their, their clothing and fighting with just a random assortment of melee weapons it was hard for me to picture that happening in real life, but I guess if some of that's accurate, then that's 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 cool. Um, well, I don't know about the first one, but I'm assuming it was a, a similar setup. But you notice they all met up, mm-hmm. all the gangs that were in yeah. a line meet up, and they discussed. And he's like, "Guns," and he's like, "No guns," and he's like, "Good boy." Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I hate you, and I'm going to kill you. Like, I just want to let you know, good shit on no guns. Like, right. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, the lady that had the claws and the fangs, she was. Oh yeah. It was based off of a real lady. Like she. Oh, you're kidding. Her piece, her she had some cool teeth down. Some cool kills. Yeah, it was a real like based yeah. on a real lady. She actually. No way. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. She bites that dude in the face. It's awesome. Whenever I hear somebody like filing their teeth down, makes my teeth hurt. Like. Oh, for sure. Why? <laughs> Is it's it like, worth it? It's like worse than nails <laughs> on a chalkboard. Right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thinking about it. Anyway. Luckily, luckily, too many people don't uh, file their teeth down. Well, here in Florida, it seems like they do it a lot. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Is this I've, a Florida I've, thing? I've met a lot of, like, RP people. Um, oh, what do they call it? LARPing. Li- oh, LARPing. Live action role playing. Yeah. And they actually, some of them do, like, file their teeth and stuff for their character. Pretty crazy, isn't it, Nick? Hey, huh? that's... Are they a dragon or oh, just like vampires and stuff like that? Oh, okay. When you say LARPing, I'm thinking like Dungeons and Dragons. Shit. Yeah, it's basically that, like... but you're doing it in like me talking to you like I'm a character. Oh, like in real life? Yeah. Live action role playing. Oh wow, wow, those poor fellows need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and some friends. Did y'all win? <laughs> He's doing a celebration dance, sorry. It's the only game they've won this season. The Cowboys? Victor, you're my good luck charm from now on, though. <laughs> we have to talk every Sunday at this time. <laughs> I hope it's I'm, not I'm here for you, man. man. Like, you know, because they're locked in now. Thanks. I guess, I guess I'm a top lover. Like. Yeah, but you're a Green Bay fan, bro. Victor doesn't seem like he has, you know, a team. Or at least he hasn't told me. No, I, I don't. So I'm kind of, I'll go with whoever. You should go with Dallas, man. We're America's team. You are. You're right. <laughs> There you go, dude. See? 
Just sounds like destiny right there, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my god, bro! This feels so good. I can't wait to call Zach. Oh, it wasn't the Eagles. Doesn't matter. They lost today to the Browns. <laughs> so where did you want to pick this up at? Did you want to? I mean, I don't know if you want to tell your alligator story again. If you do, that's fine. If you don't, we can just I can just yeah, cut I'll tell my alligator, alligator question alligator story again. Okay. So you're talking about Kroll. Yeah. And I was just saying you're you were asking if alligators are like that in Florida. And I was saying my dad uh, worked on an alligator farm where he like raised alligators and he taught me about them and talked about how like scary they are. So it made me terrified of alligators. But just to let everyone know, alligators are not like that in Grawl. They'll like run away from you. They don't want to have anything to do with you. So just a heads up. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, they They get pretty large too, don't they? Oh, yeah. yeah, they get huge, and that's what's, like, terrifying. But it's not going to fuck with you. They're too lazy to do anything. I'm going to tell you how crazy alligators are in Florida, dude. They have a hunting season every year, and they're only allowed to kill X amount of gators. Well, they hit that quota within a couple yeah. hours with these rednecks down here. Yeah. I mean, and really. it still does nothing about the population of alligators. Yeah, there's a um, there's a road near Miami called Alligator Alley. Where if you, you drive down it, both like sides bumps. are yeah. full of alligators. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's almost like the I spy with the kids. You could point point them out like as you're driving. Yeah. But to go back to gangs in New York, I also love that scene where they show the boxing on the pier and they're all betting and and you hear the announcer say the thirty fifth round or something like That's that. That's what like, I said, the thirty seventh yeah. round. That was those guys crazy. were beating the living shit out of each other, man. <laughs> like their faces were hamburger meat. But like, and God knows they probably got paid like five bucks for that. Right. Shit. Like, you know what I mean? Um, the butcher was actually into bare knuckle boxing. That's where that scene kind of right. comes from. Cause that mm. was his thing. Yeah. Cause he had a hand in everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, but he was like a really good boxer. Yeah. You could tell cause he's whooping some ass in that movie. Right. Yeah, Daniel day Lewis is, I, I, yeah. I, like I said, I haven't seen all of his movies, so I guess I can't say outright, but I, this is my favorite movie. So. This seems to be one that most people bring up. Do you think, like, without him, this film would be worth watching? Oh, that's a great question. That Victor. is a really good question because he steals so many scenes. If you were, let's say we replaced it with somebody, just pick somebody that's not, you know, whatever. Vince well, Vaughn. Really I know it's not fair, but what if they did pick somebody else that's not Daniel Lay Lewis? Like, would you like this movie as much? Well, I guess my question was: is is it somebody as good, or is it just Joe Blow? That's what I was thinking. Like, you don't want to put Gary Oldman because it would just be just as good, He'd if not it, better. Yeah. But if you put Joe Blow in it, like, um, it ruins know. the movie, man. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking John Travolta Moose. That's what I'm thinking. Oh wow, dude. <laughs> Did you see that episode, dude? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. that was a tough one. That was a tough watch. I kind of like. I kind of liked the film. Not gonna lie. Really? I mean, don't get me wrong. There's in some... a weird way. Well, that's the thing. I had. I had so many people like trashing the movie, and then I watched, and I'm like, it's not a great movie. But it's but not it's, the worst movie. It's I've not ever the seen worst movie I've ever seen. Sure. Like, it's a terrible story. Like, it's fucking idiotic. But like yeah. the production value, the acting, like, wasn't terrible. I ain't gonna lie. It, a movie you see that and i had to go check john travolta's net worth just to make sure he was still rich <laughs> because that seems like a like devin sawa in that movie makes complete sense man. yeah right right you know that guy just had to work at wendy's that day so that makes sense that he could go to that movie on the side <laughs> but travolta's like bro you got an oscar dude what are you doing right like, he's still getting royalties for pulp fiction i mean he's- i don't know he's been in some real shit lately though i don't know if you've yeah. seen his recent films but whoo 
I've I've like heard of them, but it's like nothing has made me want to go rent it. <laughs> it's like year by year, he's literally little little bit by little bit turning into Nicolas Cage, like just doing straight B movie after B movie. Hey, I think Nick Cage is doing some good ones. Mandy, that's true. Colorado he's he's, he's on the come up. He's on the come up. Yeah, thank you, Victor, for defending me because I would rather watch Ghost Rider four. Did you watch Color Out of Space, Victor? I haven't yet. No. Oh my god, you gotta watch it until is it Nick pretty Cage. good? It's pretty good. Are you into horror? Like, is that your thing? Yeah. Yeah, you you might like it then. You into thriller sci fi movies that make no fucking sense? I, I definitely am. So it, it should be up my alley for sure. Yeah, you'll definitely you might enjoy it. Oh yeah, y'all love it then. But yeah, I don't know. I think without Day Lewis, like. I, it's still a good, I think more than good movie. Right, because um, Leonardo DiCaprio does fine. Right. He doesn't mm-hmm. like steal the show or anything. He's just kind of like a really good actor in a, you know. Like I said, this was a big step for him as an actor, I feel like. Because like I said, it's like his first tough role, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't Cameron think Cameron this... Diaz doesn't like steal no, the show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's barely noticeable in it, man. Right. I called her Kirsten Dunst. That's how bad she was. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. I'd say, yeah, I probably wouldn't even have gave a shit. I probably wouldn't have tough. I would have watched it because it was Scorsese, but that would have been it, like a one-time yeah. thing. Right. I wouldn't tough it out because I'm because you always know Daniel Day Lewis is about to come up and or come into the scene and steal the show. So yeah, that movie's how I felt about The Dark Knight before The Dark Knight because in The Dark Knight, I love Heath Ledger's Joker so much that I don't care about Batman, and you know how much I love Batman. Right. Mm. Like. That's a good analogy, too, because, like, without Heath Ledger, like, it would have been good, but, like, it wouldn't have been. And to bring it back full circle, that's also why you love Goodfellas so much, because that's the first movie that I can remember that I was rooting for the bad guys. Yeah. Like, I want them to win. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the whole movie is about, bad guys. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, but, like, that's movies like that is what's so great about it. Oh, I see what you're saying. And that's what makes you love Daniel Day Lewis, because sometimes the villain is so great. That mm-hmm. it makes you not care about the hero. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think if I was just, I don't know if I would be. I mean, this is kind of one that I was interested in seeing, but not like jumping to the gun to watch it. Like, I probably wouldn't have seen it for another handful of years if it wasn't for you guys. Um, yeah, it definitely yeah. has lesser known, not lesser known, just lesser popular. I guess out of his movies for sure, for right. sure. Um, but I, th- I still think the story is is fairly interesting, and I just love a good story that kind of connects over a certain amount of years and you can kind of see this like growth over time with characters and plus two with that rivalry the two leads have i i, I think that's in itself good enough for me yeah i still enjoyed it but you, you blew my mind with that question because you're right without daniel <laughs> lewis i don't think i give a shit i do <laughs> like i do like what he was saying though like you have this person that's being mentored by someone that killed his father. Yeah. Like that's, that is a really compelling story arc. It's not as explored as much as it should be. I feel mm-hmm. there's because, a couple that you didn't know, you know, the character was, you know, was, the Oh yeah. It's like a son, twist thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. Lex number Slevin was like that, you know, the mm-hmm. hitman they sent to kill him. You know, I, you know what? I'm not going to say, I was going to say, you're just going to spoil <laughs> every movie. Say, hey, dude, God, I just forget that. I forgot he's playing. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, now I remember what I was going to say about villains. Like mm-hmm. DiCaprio picked up stuff from Day, Day Lewis in this movie because when you watch Django Unchained, he's not in that movie long, but he plays a great villain, an mm-hmm. amazing villain in that movie. Like that's one of my favorite roles from him, man, because 
he was in that movie for maybe 25 minutes and you hate him that's how good he is right like you just for sure him the and they have the scene wherever he cuts his hand but he tells oh, uh, quentin yeah. tarantino to keep going and if that even though he's like bleeding to death and if that ain't daniel day lewis <laughs> method baby i don't know what it is right yeah man. yeah Shit, i mean uh is there anything you like i think you guys kind of touch on what you guys didn't like about the film but i guess maybe to reiterate what is something that you didn't like about this film i guess like you said in the beginning nick like it could have been trimmed down a little bit because it is really long yeah that's what like I was gonna say. unnecessarily that's like that's what i was thinking when i watched it last i was just like god i forgot but he's trying to fit he's trying to fit so much in and he's trying to fit so many historical plot points like if he would have trimmed the fat a little bit and really focused on like two elements right. like the gangs and the uh um, city hall you know like that or... right like stop trying to cram so much into this movie it would have been a little more like accessible it almost felt like mm -hmm. he was grandstanding on the way to the end zone like he's like i did all this and guess what the civil war's going on too <laughs> like, i'm just gonna throw that in there yeah but that was true too when irish came in to new york they just sent him in a line to sign up for the army because they didn't know any better um, fun you know. fact, it took five years to be a citizen, but if you signed up to be in the army, it only took one year. Yeah, well, that's a big incentive. It's got nothing. Yeah. When they get off a boat, they got nothing. Yeah. Like I said, there are great things about this movie, not mm -hmm. just Daniel Lewis, but uh, like I said, I really just did not enjoy Cameron Diaz in this movie. I think she has other good movies. Um, really, though? Like, think about Cameron Diaz. Like... <laughs> She's more of a comedian, like a funny, like a comedian to me. Like, I don't know. She's got a couple serious roles that I like, but I like her humor more than I like her. Because she's really well known, but I really can't think of like a handful of movies that I love her in. Like I The Mask, her. she's more of a pretty face. She's not like a great character. Yeah, she's not like a developed her. character. Yeah. Um, Bad Teacher was funny. Yeah, I like that. But I like it more because of uh, Jason. Um, what's his face? how i met your mother you know jason siegel yeah yeah mm. i like more because of him i think he makes that movie right better. she's a well-known actress but i can't think of anything that i like love her in mm. same well i like her in any given sunday that uh the charlie's angels i didn't i didn't like those right um sweetest thing you ever see that with her in uh oh man oh um oh what's the ben ben Thomas stiller Jane. oh yeah 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 you, you know what i'm talking about victor yeah, Thomas Jane, and uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, Christine Applegate, the sweetest thing. That's, that's what we're talking about. Oh, I see. You're talking about uh, or she rubs the cum in her hair. That oh, something about huh? Mary. Something about Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That movie's hilarious, man. Right. Fairly Brothers movie. <laughs> I liked her as Fiona and Shrek. I guess. Yeah, oh, she yeah, was pretty she good. Did a great job on the voice acting. Yeah. Other really than that, good. I like I said, I guess I could take her a lever, but that's one of the points of the movie. If you would have went for a better actress. Maybe. Maybe. It makes it better. But she didn't have a whole lot to do. You didn't really care about the love interest in this one. Yeah. Her most You could have useful, taken her out and you wouldn't yeah, have exactly. really been a big deal. Her most useful plot point in this was when Daniel Day-Lewis pops up for that great scene and he's in bed with her. Because, mm -hmm. like, scared because, like, holy shit, I just say this dude, is he going to kill me now? Did he find out who I am? Mm -hmm. Or is he mad because I'm, as I got, you know, I got her. Because, like, it makes it seem like yeah. she's his, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but. Yeah, other than that, I don't really, I'm like you, I don't really see a useful purpose for her to be in it, you know what I mean? What about you? What didn't you not, not like about the movie? 
Um, I think as well the uh, the love interest with Cameron Diaz. I didn't really care all too much. I mean, it didn't it didn't bring it didn't rope me in or anything. Um, yeah, it didn't like add anything to the movie. It didn't. Yeah. It just it slowed it down so many points. Yeah. He could have trimmed. Just take the yeah. love out interest out. Trimmed a lot down. Right. Hey? It would have been just fine down. between the two. Their dynamic, Day Lewis and DiCaprio. But other than that, like yeah, some slow stuff, but. Mostly that love interest thing going on was just the weakest part for me. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything else you want uh, to add to the film? Anything else you want to say? I don't have anything to say about the film, but I do feel it deserves a little bit more praise. Like I think people need to go and rewatch it. Appreciate it as a film, not a historical piece. But um, when you were asking about what movies you wanted to do, and I brought up this movie... I wanted to ask your opinion. Like, how do you feel about historical movies? Do you think they should be based on real events and don't stray too far? Or do you think they should take liberties kind of like Scorsese did with this film? I mean, it can be a little annoying when things are fabricated or made up, but then again, it's like, it's a movie, it's entertainment. Yes, it can be educational, but I think if you really want to learn about a subject, Google it. You know, yeah. go to a wiki page, you know, do some research yourself. It's cool to get some, uh, to be able to be told a story um, that is historically accurate, but it's never going to be 100%. Well, the truth is that sometimes history is boring. Like 300? <laughs> no, seriously, though. No, yeah, that's right. 300. There was not actually 300 guys. They would have got their ass killed. I don't care how badass they are. Yeah, it's it more like 3,000, 3, but 300 sounds more badass. Right. right, and then you get Gerard Butler and thirty other dudes that are just chiseled cut, dude, and then they go out there and kick some ass, and then Zack yeah. Snyder gets new Batman movies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Batman movies, but hey, 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 be fair, be fair. <laughs> Snyder cut, Snyder cut, baby. <laughs> I really didn't excited about it over here, man. I don't know how y'all feel about comic book movies, but I thought Justice League was all right, but I'm kind of on this Snyder train a little bit, so. I'm not. I'm probably not going to watch the Snyder Cut, but I'm. I'm curious if it's any better. It's got to be, because that teaser was kind of sick, to be honest. Yeah, it was. We're doing an episode for every part. We're going to devote a whole month to just watching the Snyder Cut. We're going to talk about each episode. That's the plan, anyway. So. <laughs> it just sounds so good when you say it. Man. Yeah. So <laughs> How many too. episodes are there? Going to be four. Oh, this four. Okay. It's going to be four. Yep. And if this does well enough, we might get a Justice League too. On HBO Max, Suicide Squad. Cut. Oh man, air cut. That air was cut. so good. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched Tax Collector. No, actually, <laughs> I bought it. Oh, I've heard things about yeah, that one. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I felt. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to love it so much. Oh my god, that trailer! I didn't watch it, but after god, you telling me about it, it's the worst trailer since Terminator Salvation. Right. Man. Is it really that bad? <laughs> no, it sells you on it. Like, it just sells you on yeah, so much, man. Because he oh. tells me, he's like, you should watch Tax Collector. So I watch the trailer. I'm like, oh, it's like a Shia LaBeouf movie. He's like, Shia LaBeouf's barely in it. But he's in the they whole trailer. Him. They jeered that on him, man. Like... Due to a technical problem, our recording program goofed up and did not include the audio here. So to make up for that, I, Victor, will tell you the ratings Greg and Nick had given for Gangs of New York. Nick gave a very specific rating of 7.2. And Greg says he recommends the film. Now back to the rest of the episode. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give it a. I think I'll give it a four. 
five being the best and one being the shit. Yeah, five would five would be the best. I think like maybe closer to a three and a half. I don't think I could bring it any higher than a four. It is definitely underappreciated. Sure, it is very slow and some things aren't fantastic, but Scorsese's craft's on full display. It's um very interesting and dense story. There's a lot of characters, a lot of plot points. There's a lot going on, and of course, Dan Lee Lewis, he steals every scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's, I would definitely recommend it. It's long, but with so many of Scorsese's films, they're still entertaining, like for a majority of the runtime. Um, so yeah, not totally historical accurate, mm-hmm. uh, but still, whatever. Completely, we glazed over him. Shout out to John C. Riley. Proved he can oh, actually right, yeah. act. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's one of the few roles he's seen him play a dumbass for so long that you're like, holy shit, he used to be in real movies too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, him and Will Ferrell didn't just like snort glue and like do movies together. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Want to dive into uh, Goodfellas? 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 Yeah. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hands down, one of the best opening lines. Oh movie. yes. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it tonight, bro. <laughs> Just like gangs, it's a long movie, but with this one especially. You don't feel it, man. You don't feel it. It's just like that's what I was just gonna say. That's the difference between his good movies and his great movies. Is two and a half hours flew by like nothing. Yeah, I enjoyed every second of it. Like I watched it before this pot when we started recording, and I'm like, dude, I could watch it again, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, just start it all over again. Yeah, this is only my, my second time seeing this film too. First time I saw it was back in I think 2018, 2017. I think you guys already kind of said why it was your favorite, right? Um, why it's my favorite, I don't know, let's just dive into that a little bit yeah. more because like like you were saying, Nick, it's one of Martin Scorsese's like best movie that he's done. Mm-hmm. Everyone's putting on their A game, it's his best like script, and it's based on a real a true story. <laughs> I'm not familiar on how much of this is true. You might be able to tell us, Nick. Good good bit of it. Okay. A good bit of it is actually yeah. The biggest the biggest discrepancy to me is they make it seem like Paulie's the boss of the family mm-hmm. when in real life he was just a capo. He was like a lieutenant, oh. like a mid mid management guy. Right. He ran that crew, but he didn't run the entire crime family. And they kind of make it seem like he runs that entire family, but he really I see doesn't. what you're saying, yeah. But yeah, but other than that, that's like the biggest thing I can tell. And the fact that this is actually a fun fact. We do these on our show. Uh, fun facts, but uh, the guy that Joe Pesci plays in real life, Tommy DePistone, mm-hmm. um, he was a he was like six foot two. It was a monster of a man. Oh wow! So he imposed, you know, he scared people because of his size. But that's how great Joe Pesci played this role. That at five <laughs> foot four, he still scared the shit out of people. Right. I love that scene. Whenever he's like, "What do you mean I'm funny?" <laughs> exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I love that scene. No, I'm tell, you tell me, Henry. You said it. You think I'm a fucking clown? I'm here to amuse you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that scene because not only does it end there when he's in on the joke, he's like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. But then that waiter comes in and kind of starts breaking his balls oh, yeah. and then like <laughs> it just like escalates even more. That scene's just like, uh, it'll live on forever. It's beautiful. It yeah. really is. Hey, sorry to bother you, Tony. I'm talking to you, Freddy Frizz. Yeah, sir, no problem. What's up? So the kid doesn't want to come over here. He says, you know, you don't want to pay the check. He said, oh, it's no problem. Just tell him to put it on my tab. Well, that's what I came to talk to you about, Tony. It's, just, it's not a couple of thunder. It's a 10 fucking grand here. 
So he, as he's saying it, he's slowly wrapping his tie in his yeah. hand. Yeah. And he says, you know what, you motherfucking mutt, you. You know how much money we spend in this fucking place? You're going to embarrass me in front of my friends? Embarrass me in front of my friends. And he takes a fucking bottle and smashes it over his face. Yeah. And then the waiter doesn't know what the fuck to do. So he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? And throws the fucking thing at him, like, tray full of dishes at him. Like, it's, it's. And then my wife said something great. And she's like, and then he did Home Alone. <laughs> I love him in that. <laughs> right. I love him in that. But it's like a. Oh, yeah. It's way know. different. It's different. Like, wow. Would you follow up that Academy Award winning performance? <laughs> well, actually, he followed it up with Casino. Yeah. And won another Oscar. But you know what I mean? <laughs> What would Home Alone be if he played Tommy at Home Alone? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we're why we're going to delve into Home Alone real quick. Fun fact about Home Alone. Joe Pesci didn't know how to not cuss. That's why oh, he yeah. does the mumbling, the because yeah. he couldn't stop cussing. And the director's like, it's a family film, stop cussing. He's <laughs> he knows, like, I don't know. He just came off of fucking good fellas. I hope I'm rich enough one day that because you know there's a B-roll laying around Fox somewhere. <laughs> that's just Joe Pesci saying, I'm going to kill this fucking kid. Oh, right. Wait, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everybody. I ruined the take again. God damn. Oh, sorry. I didn't get <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Dude, like, you know, there's 45 <laughs> minutes of that shit somewhere. Yeah, right. Like, I would pay good money yeah. to see that shit, dude. Macaulay Culkin doing the whole face <laughs> slap, dude. He said that. Like, that would have been phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Home Alone, the uncut version. I don't know. When was the first time you watched Goodfellas? Like, how did you come across this movie? My father showed me this movie when I was nine years old. <laughs> That was your initiation. This was the first gangster movie I ever watched. This was the first Scorsese movie I ever watched. This was the first great movie I ever watched, in my opinion. (laughs) I don't remember any movies before this. Like like I said, this I feel like this is his masterpiece. You can't there's not there's not a wasted frame and there's nothing that they can change about it. It's a perfect film. Exactly. And it's and that's hard to say for sure in this day and age. And uh, if they ever remade this movie, I would, I would, That's I would sacrilege go to prison. To say it, yeah. <laughs> I go to prison. I don't know. I I was actually later in life when I saw this one. I didn't grow up with gangster films. I watched this like probably when I was like nineteen or twenty, because my friends like you never seen Goodfellas. Like, what's wrong with you? So I made sure I went and watched it. Yeah, I loved it. And like I said, and then the older I've gotten, you know, like I said, I watch it. I'd say the longest I'll go without seeing it is probably two or three months. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, man. I love the movie. I watch it a lot, dude. Wow. So many life lessons to learn. Yeah, you're not wrong. You know what I mean? And I don't know, man. It's just one of those movies. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. You can always watch it. Yeah. At least for me. Like you said, if it's on TV, it's just got to just leave it on and watch it. Sometimes it's hilarious watching them try to edit Joe Pesci. You freaking guy, <laughs> freaking Nick, you know stuff like that. That's hilarious. Something that like Scorsese's films get a lot of uh, a lot of controversy over is whether or not it seems like he's glorifying a lot of the violence or morally wrong characters in his films, like especially with Wolf of Wall Street, uh, and he, yeah, and even Goodfellas. Do you guys think like the way he films these films, he's like glorifying these actions in any way? I will take a page out of Quentin Tarantino. You go to the movies to have fun. We don't want to watch these bad guys 
be like boring. We want to watch them and root for them. Mm-hmm. So he is glorifying it, but that's kind of the point is right. for entertainment pers- purposes. We Martin Scorsese isn't making this movie because he he's giving a how to be a mm-hmm. gangster like he film. You that yeah, there's highs, but the lows are are brutal. Right. Yeah. He's just giving us entertainment. Like yes, it is glorified like crime but that's what makes it so Mm -hmm. fun when i was younger and i would watch it it always kind of made me feel like it was one of those movies to show you why organized crime was a joke because it's that scene where he's in the diner with de niro and de niro's just talking and he's not even listening he's just talking in his head Mm -hmm. and he's like because it's always your best friend that comes to kill you yeah Mm -hmm. because you never see it coming you go into a room and you never come out you know and I always took that as like, you know, you could be friends with somebody. You could think you've known them for years, you know, but you never know what some people are like behind closed doors, you know? Right. And I don't know. Like I said, that's why I love it. Cause it's got so many life lessons in it. Like it just teaches you to not be a sucker. Yeah. I think a majority of, of, of mob films and even like, like Sopranos, even there's always like within like their family structure, there is a lot to take from it and a lot to learn. Um, and yeah, like while these characters aren't great people, there's still like, you know, things that you can latch on to, certain messages and whatnot. But yeah, I, I, I don't mm. know if I would say like he, like, because it's, it's weird because it's such a, sty- a stylish movie. I could see why people think he's putting the violence into a good light, but good God, there's so many bad things that happen. It's clear that this lifestyle isn't, <laughs> isn't good for anyone really. I mean, especially that whole yeah, like absolutely. aftermath section of the film. It's like, <laughs> it's just nothing but, yeah. you know, being hooked on drugs. Uh, yeah, it's. I think the worst message of the sins is you can do thirty years of crime, and if you tell on everybody, you can live a great life out in Arizona or Wyoming or wherever the fuck the FBI sends you to. I mean, that happened recently to Kashi. Oh, but I'm saying though, yeah. like, you know what I mean. But Henry Hill lived to be seventy-eight years old. Dude. Yeah. Go out in public towards the end, he didn't give a fuck. Like, I think he died of throat cancer. Yeah, like, they did. Nobody showed up for it. His uh, his own funeral. kids, nothing, man. Mm-hmm. I think Martin Scorsese does a good job of showing the ramifications. I don't want to give away too much on um, Casino because you haven't seen it, but he mm-hmm. does a good job of showing like if you live this lifestyle, like it's gonna come back and bite Italy you in the ass. One of three ways, man. Exactly. Yeah. So like you can live this lifestyle; it's gonna be great for a little bit, but eventually it's gonna catch up to you. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. That's actually one thing that really kind of upset me when The Irishman came out, when people were just saying, oh, it's just another mob film. Like, it's just, you know, Goodfellas 2, when, like, it really wasn't at all. Nah, nah. I did want to touch on something you said. Uh, I don't remember what episode we were talking about that, but Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about gangster movies and how we feel like there's not enough gangster, like it's kind of a dying genre. And you're like, oh, no, it's another gangster film. Some of us, that's what we want. We just want gangster films. Like, we don't care how you're spoon feeding it to us. That's just what we mess with. Show me some good wax. Right, exactly. (laughs) And like all the whole um, comic book movie thing. It's a good guy saving the day. Like, how many times are you going to watch that? Every time. Exactly. That's that's what you like. I like gangster movies. Mm. I want to see the same story over and over. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) You know, I will say this, that like sometimes they do fall into that repetitive, you know what I mean? They but, do, but there are some yeah. stories like um, 
what was that one? Eastern uh, Promises. Oh my God! You so take us. A, a, a oh, I haven't seen that. Organized crime that you're not that you haven't seen a hundred different times. Right. This was about the Russian mob. Yeah. So this... I didn't know anything about the Russian mob after I watched that movie. I went and Googled Russian mafia for while. Like, yeah. Because I just went down that rabbit hole. Eastern Promises. A guy goes undercover into the Russian mob. He gets so deep that he can't get out back out of the Russian mob. It's such a great. Oh film. damn. Out. So he just tries to take it over. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about Gangster Squad. Like that wasn't a great movie, right? But I was still entertained because Sean Penn killed it. That's the kind of like movies I want to watch. So even like the shitty ones, saw uh, killing them softly. I'll deal with a couple ants to get it. Oh wow! Exactly. You didn't, you didn't like killing them softly. We actually like. Yeah, we that love movie. it, but it's oh, not. Okay. A, I would say the majority of the world does not enjoy that movie. Yeah, right, right, all. for sure, for sure. But I love the kills in it. The kills for me so make good. it. Dude, they're pretty great. fucking good. <laughs> great dialogue too. Uh, oh, very yeah. under, uh, you know, underappreciated dialogue in that movie too. Mm-hmm. Good characters. Yeah, yeah I, I liked it. You know, the bar scene. This is another uh, one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. I was actually thinking about that because he asked, like, what if, what's our uh, favorite scene? And I think the bar scene is probably one of my favorites. Hey Tommy, how you doing? All big, all the town. Come over here, let me see it. Watch the suit. Watch the suit. <laughs> yeah, watch the suit, you little shit. Come here. I missed you. Like, come over. You want to shine my shoes? No, he the says, fuck you mean oh, shine man. my. No, he says he goes. You know, back in the day, they called him Spit Shine Tommy. This kid make your shoes look like fucking mirrors. <laughs> he made a lot of good. Money. You know, salute, Tommy. Oh, no more shines, Billy. What are you talking about? I know you've been gone a long time. They probably didn't go up there and tell you, but I don't, I don't shine shoes no more. What are you doing? Get fresh? I'm fucking busting your balls. I ain't seen you in a long time. Like, no, sometimes people don't understand that, you know. You, you're kidding, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. If I was disrespecting you, I'd tell you to go home and get your shine box. But that's another good thing that he was saying. Like, um, you could say the wrong thing to the wrong person, and you're going to fucking lose your life. Like. <laughs> Now go home and get your fucking shine box. And he just <laughs> goes off, dude. dude anytime tell. someone gives pe- uh, Pesci shit in the film, it's just like instant, like, oh, fuck. Like, what's going to happen? Like, this guy just goes off the handle. That's how that guy And that's really? what led to his downfall. He was all emotion. He was all, you know, raw emotion. He didn't think things out. That's what Jimmy was. Jimmy was the brains. Henry was a, a hustler. You know, he knew the angles, ways to make money, and Tommy mm-hmm. was the muscle. Tommy did the killing. That's that's just how they did it. But yeah, the Tommy Tommy has the best he's that's why he got the Academy Award, because like I don't even think about um supporting actor as an actual Academy Award until you mention people like him and you know. Yeah, for sure. Like even though I've seen this film before, uh Tommy's death is still very surprising because mm-hmm. like you know when they they kill bats you know something that's going to come from that but it's not really mentioned all too much up until that point really it's kind of like buried yeah they mention it, it once Polly yeah Henry once after and then it's kind of like it goes away but then it's like no dude he, he killed a made man like <laughs> his time's gonna come like and they're not gonna just say i'm gonna kill you like they mentioned in the film that's just gonna psh- yeah, exactly. Well, a cool back, a fun fact about that is that is actually based on a real person. Uh, Billy Bats was actually a close friend of John Gotti's, and um, John Gotti is supposedly the one that killed Tommy, not 
not his own family. But they said oh, really? it was John Gotti's like best friend growing up and he wanted revenge. And that's why they, they gave Tommy up to him because you know he killed a made guy and he wasn't made. So how do you get him in close so he's not worried about it? He's not running. Because the real life Tommy, like I said, was a brute. He's a big guy. People right. feared him. So you kind of had to coax him into it. You know what I mean? You you couldn't make it seem like you were going to go after him because he might take you out. You tell him he's going to be made. He's getting his button. And you walk him into a room. And like I said, you don't. he doesn't walk out. You know, Right to the back of the head. That's how a lot of mob killings do. They put it right behind your ear. And that bullet, small caliber will just roll around in your head till you die. And it's not a lot of class. Like a lot of mess. You know, if you kill him with a, a bigger bullet, it's a lot of brain matter. Scared of you right now. I'm sorry, bro. I watch a lot of crime. <laughs> you know too much. Yeah, I watch right. a lot of forensic shit. I like it. It's it's For interesting sure. to me. Where, did you give your scene your favorite scenes, Greg? Uh, favorite scene. I think it would have to be the one he said. The bar scene was so good to me. Or the sure. uh, you uh, you think I'm a joke to you? Like it's such yeah, a good a scene. scene. Like yeah. it, it really speaks to like his character. Like you're never sure where he stands, even as like because they grew up together. And he still wasn't sure if he should take him serious or not. And I thought that was a really powerful scene. You could like actual see nervousness on Ray Liotta's face. (laughs) Right. He didn't know if Joe Pesci was going to hit him or not. Exactly. And I thought that was a really powerful scene because that character's so like off the handle that you're like, I don't know if he's joking or what. That was a good scene too. And I also wonder sometimes when I watch it, how many like like those classic scenes were they done one takes? Where's the, you know what I mean? Like, That's a good question. It's so great. It makes you wonder. Like, there's no way they just knocked it out of the park every time. Right. Or did they just know, like, man, this is going to be that movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But, I think people just try their best and give their best performance, and it adds up after a while. You know what I mean? I say the bar scene is my favorite scene. Like, literally every, every part of this movie could be my favorite because there's just yeah. so many great great little things the part where he's going through the nightclub and he's introducing the entire crew oh i you love know, it you got peep the killer hey took care of the thing for you yeah. you got uh, nikki eyes he's got these thick ass glasses hey how you yeah. doing guy <laughs> johnny two time yeah i'm gonna go get the papers get the papers <laughs> great, dude, that seems so good and then uh the way de niro intimidates people in this movie like after they do the latons the highest and everybody's covered with their new stuff and mm-hmm. he told it what are you fucking stupid? I told you don't buy anything big. What if you buys a brand new fucking cattle like the other one with a ten thousand dollar meat coat? What am I fucking am I am I dead? Are you deaf? Like, <laughs> I don't care where you take it. What's get the matter with here. you? Get it out of here. God, talking about this makes me want to watch Casino so bad. I'm gonna watch Casino tomorrow. Yeah, I think if I had to pick a scene, it'd probably be the funny house scene. Um, but yeah, like you said, Nick, there's just too many scenes that are just stand out and great. There's really not a weak link in this film. Yeah, there's really nothing wrong I can think of. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a perfectly done film. Like, there's no scene that I'm like, eh, I wish this wasn't in there. Another good one is whenever the guy uh, pushes the girl out of the car and then oh, yeah. he drives her to the house, yes. and takes the butt of his gun and just beats the shit out. Like, I feel like he really hit that guy. Martin Scorsese's like, just go for it. <laughs> like, even the guy was like, bro, I don't even care, bro, just hit me. Right. That was like, I don't, nothing really happened. I just felt scared for the guy. And I love the narration. Uh, oh, the narration's so good. It's mm-hmm. great. It is really good. A lot of girls who I know would, would, would freak out if their boyfriend gave them the gun to hide. I can't lie. Turn me on. on. <laughs> Everybody wants that love, man. Yeah, that exactly. dangerous, 
love. You know what I mean? And that's what uh, goes back to what he was saying. Like people talk about how this glorifies crime, but that's the kind fun. of the point. That's the fun. <laughs> like we we're not going to go out and be criminals. We just want the thrill but of being everybody. A I, you know what? We talked about it with Mick here. And I said, what do you think it would, it would be hard? Because I know you've played a, he played as a, he's an actor friend of ours and he's been in some movies and he plays a sheriff. And I said, do you like playing heroes or would you rather play a villain? And he said that he's always been more of the, a guy that gets his guy and no matter what he likes, he likes playing that character more. And yeah. I said, mm-hmm. yes, playing the hero feels good, but everybody wants to play the villain. Yeah. Because that's a life that, because you're a good person, you don't want to be like that. Exactly. Being a villain's sexier, you know? Yeah. Sure. And that's what we get from movies is we get to like experience what it's like to be the villain. Yeah. Without actually watch... like ruining our lives. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So these kind of things need to be made, you know, for us normal people who won't see a film like this and be like, you know what? That's the lifestyle I want. <laughs> right. We... Right. Like I would love to be, um, what's his name from uh, Joker? Joaquin Phoenix's character, like I would love to stand up against the establishment and call them out on all their bullshit, but you know I got yeah. a wife to feed, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't pull your soapbox out when the mortgage is due. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have anything you dislike about the film? I'm a hard fuck no, but uh, a hard fuck Greg, no. Greg might Greg might have some moment. After and rewatching it, like it's hard to like. I was gonna say before you say movie. anything, just know our friendship hangs in the balance of what you say. <laughs> Nah, I mean, like I said, it's almost like a perfect film. And it's hard. like, And you know what? I couldn't even think of three other movies that I feel like are that, a mm-hmm. perfect movie. Right. Mm-hmm. I can usually nitpick a movie, but this one, like, every scene has its purpose. Every dialogue has its purpose. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a damn near perfect film. You real deal just feel like you're just watching this guy's life. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? for sure. Like, like you're just a fly on the wall in every room he's ever in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, uh, perfect movie over here. Yeah, literally, I I really can't think of anything wrong. And you've seen it twice, so like we've nitpick, we've we've been there to nitpick it. If there was something that I, mm-hmm. I feel like we would have found it by now, but. <laughs> yeah, and I, I usually don't like to call a film like perfect. And I usually never do, even if I love the film. Right. But I just, in my own mind, I can't find any flaws or anything that I really disliked. I think it's pretty cool that. Being the age you are, like I said, most of the people that I know that are around your age, mm-hmm. they're more like my movies, movie taste. They want big explosion, you know, big action movies and mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, blockbusters because I'm Mr. Blockbuster. You know, Greg, take my money. You know, like if it's shiny and something I haven't seen before, I'm going to be in line for it. For sure. But uh, I think that it's awesome that that y'all watch all these different types of films and and you don't just box yourself in. And that's something that I have picked up doing this podcast with Greg because there's movies that he's given me that I would have never watched if he hadn't made me. <laughs> but I, I actually <laughs> enjoy some of them now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Primer, with our last episode, Primer, that's yeah. probably one of the best movies he's given me yet. Yeah, just based off your description of what films you like, I'm surprised that you did like Primer, but I'm I glad was, you did because it's a pretty I was great super film. surprised too. I was watching it. I was ready for him to like give me some shit about it, but he was like, you know what? I really liked it. And I'm like, you just blew my mind. Um, I guess we could wrap up Goodfellas. I mean, is there anything else you guys want to say about it? <sighs> 10 out of 10. What do you recommend? I'm going to give it a fucking 11, dude. Yeah, right. It's it's the best of the best. It's going to be on everyone's favorite film. Like, That's the highest rating I've ever given on on any show. Yeah. Ours included. Right. So fucking 11. 
right? Buy it on Blu-ray, buy it on 4K, buy it on DVD. Yes. It's one of the best movies ever made. So you're really into like the art house, like indie scene? Yeah, I mean, I try to definitely branch out to any genre. I'm not really a stickler, but um, yeah, definitely more like drama, sci-fi, independent. Um, I... I don't know. I try to watch a lot of things. I, I, yeah. I like to go on Amazon Prime and watch a lot of like really bad films on there because there's <laughs> I don't know if you guys have browsed Amazon Prime. Netflix, boy. They're no, the king. Tubi. They are the king of B movies on Netflix. Is the king of B movies. Oh. Tubi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a, Oh yeah, I have Tubi. <laughs> yeah. If you I just down, thought about that, download yeah. it on PlayStation it's, or whatever you have, free, Roku, yeah. it's free. And it has, uh-huh. like, all bad movies that you can imagine. It's like, all this TV, it's like six shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you're starting up a new streaming service, it's just like, you better have you better have the good stuff. Right. Or have a niche. Like, like I know Tubi has their, like, B-movies, and that's what they, like, um, they, the hill that they die on is, like, B-movies. But, yeah, it's, there's so oh. many streaming services. You guys are going to have to watch. Okay, you should put this in your... Uh... In your box, it's on Tubi. It's called is- Love, uh, Love on a Leash. Love on a Leash. I love it already. It's on <laughs> Tubi. I see. Um, you want me to give you the synopsis? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, a lonely, homeless golden retriever magically transforms into a human man when he gets taken in by a romantic woman who falls in love with him. Wow! It's, it slaps. Yeah, it's definitely going in the he box. He said it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's so it's it's, it. it's on yeah. another level. It's on another level. Like add to watch list, definitely. It is so ask, bad, but it's endlessly entertaining. I gotta ask you this question, man, because I ask everybody from somewhere that's not from here. Do yeah. we sound like do we sound like hicks? What the fuck? No, nah, because I always <laughs> you sound like that. a hick. Because I always wonder if like like because I don't think we have any kind of like draws or anything like that. But some people feel like oh y'all talk like y'all are fucking farmers. <laughs> so I always wonder that. They're like, do we sound like we're hicks? Like like we're oh from down south? No, I don't think you guys sound like hicks. I think Nick, you definitely have like a strong accent. Um, <laughs> I think you do have kind of a draw on from <laughs> from what I yeah, can hear. You sound like a fucking redneck. Do I? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think so you guys you guys both have a an accent. Um but no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say hick. Where are you from? You're, I know you're from the West, but where Yeah, because when I asked him, I was, I was like, Do you know where these dudes are from? He was like, I have no <laughs> idea. I said apparently the West. That's a pretty big area. I don't know where that is. China? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> uh you, I'm from Washington. Oh, okay. Oh hell yeah, man. I had an aunt that lived in Washington for a while. Okay, yeah. She stayed in uh, Tacoma. Okay, yeah. I, I'm like 20 minutes north of Seattle. We oh, all are. So. You know what was great about Seattle? The mm. Sonics, dude. Sonics? Yeah. The Super Sonics, bro. The NBA team? I, you know I you say that like I care. Bro, I have a Sean Kemp <laughs> jersey right now in my closet. I love the rain, man. How are we friends? I don't get it. Because <sighs> I wouldn't leave you alone. <laughs> Yeah, we have like a new hockey team, I believe. Uh, oh yeah, I was excited about that. Yeah, y'all get Krakens or something. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, but like cool. I don't really follow the sports. I'm not. I'm not a sports guy. So yeah, did me neither. But he still Carey, talks to me like I am. Did you know that Drew Carey owns the Seattle Sounders? <laughs> did he really? soccer team? Does he really? He does. He's a majority I, owner. Wow. I don't think I knew that. Some guy on the East Coast is teaching me about 
Washington, my, my own city's culture. I think I don't have any more to say about Goodfellas. Yeah, I think we're pretty good. What was your rating? Yeah, you said oh. one to five, man. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a five. Hell yeah, dude! Easy, easy five. Yeah, That's yeah. I mean, if if you haven't seen this, whoever's listening, just gotta you gotta do it. Yeah, it's definitely. A, it's essential. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, movie head or what. Like it's it's just an essential film. Yes, absolutely. Sure. It's definitely a bucket list film. Yeah. You gotta watch this before you go. I think you before you can watch any movies, you gotta watch Goodfellas and then start your movie journey. Yeah, <laughs> that's initiation. That. Initiation that, film. Man. Yeah. Usually, we ask the audience for questions. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so let me just pull up a few that I had. This one is from uh, Cinema Flavor. Shout out Cinema Flavor. We had them on last episode. Um, yeah. they ask. What's a movie you can't finish watching? We actually just talked about it before, and I haven't finished it because of that. Um, there will be blood. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I get like halfway through this movie, and I shut it off because I'm like, I'm so bored. Like, Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> I love you, but God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to think. Because like most of the time, I always make it. You know yeah. what? I got it. I got it. Gods and Generals. What? It's a four Gods and a half hour snooze fest, bro. <laughs> you want to? You want to? You like the Civil War? You you want a four hour movie about the Civil War? Nah, no. Oof. Neither did America. <laughs> that felt like they were back there. That's how long that movie was. I cleaned a movie theater when I was a kid. That this movie was in the theater when it was there, and mm-hmm. three people would show up every night, so I couldn't clean the theater because mm-hmm. somebody was in there. But it, we would leave and come back in the morning because it wouldn't end till three in the morning. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what I remember. Like I, I made it through about two hours of it, and every day I'd get up and go do something. <laughs> that's sad. Work. When you work at a movie theater and you go and do your job instead of watching the movie because it's so boring. Yeah, and it was free. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't. I usually try to finish films as well, but the last one I didn't finish was uh, it was called A Field in England. Never heard of it. Um, it's supposed to be, it's a 17th century, takes place in 17th century England. It's supposed to be kind of like a, this very trippy, kind of artsy war film. Hmm. Uh, but it, the editing was just so obnoxious. I just had to turn it off. I was like, dude, I can't, I can't do this. It's supposed to be pretty good, but yeah, I just couldn't do it. Okay, let's see. 206 Cinema. Uh, shout out. What the hell is Joe? Joe's his name. He was also on an episode. Nice. Uh, he asks, uh, what is your favorite Scorsese film? I think we know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Mine is... Oh, yours is Casino. No. Mine is not Casino. Mine is Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. He does oh, okay. Like... He's a big Travis Bickle guy. Yeah, I am. He's got a picture in Halloween one year. He dressed up as him. He shows everybody we meet this picture. Yeah, <laughs> when you're at Halloween, I was... Yeah, I was the guy from Taxi Driver. I would say you're full of shit, but you do. Halloween just passed, and I definitely showed everyone <laughs> that picture. You know, Ean Streets. I was like, that's my favorite. Damn, it's it's pretty great. So I I would say I would say Mean Streets. Another question by Cinema Flavor. They ask, what movie would you want to experience again? Like for the first time? Yeah. I would have to go with Scott Pilgrim. I got one for you, Predator. Predator? Yeah. I think I'd have to go to with uh, Interstellar. That movie just hits me. Every single time. I have a question for you. For me? 
Yeah. Okay. Have you ever walked out of a movie in the movie theater? Oh, that's a good question. It must have been when I was really young mm-hmm. because I, I really try to stay in the theater. Like, I almost walked out of, um, the hell was it called? I think it was called Life Itself. Other than that, I really can't think of one. There's probably one when I was really young that I got scared by. I got scared pretty easily when I was a kid. I remember seeing Spider-Man 1 for the first time with my dad. Amazing. And there's a scene where, like, uh, what's uh, Willem Dafoe's character's name? Is it Harry? No, it's not Harry. It's uh, Norman Osborn. Norman. He, like, grabs this guy by the neck in, like, this very quick shot of anger. And that made me terrified. And I think we left the theater. So (laughs) Willem Dafoe's face will do that to anybody. Oh, for sure, dude. (laughs) That's all I can think of, though. I'm a foot taller than that guy, and I still wouldn't fight him. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) I seen you as Spider-Man 1. I ain't fuck with you. (laughs) the Green Goblin, bro. You don't want to die, dude. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Oh, man. Baker, man, we we've had a blast on here. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I'm I'm glad you uh you offered it out to us, man. It's awesome. Of course, I'm glad you guys were on. Sorry for keeping you on so late. It's probably like nine o'clock. Oh man, we love this shit. We do this. No, I I don't have to work. He doesn't have to work. We're cool. We're just hanging out. Just living our best life. Well, I really appreciate you guys being on. Um, I guess again, do you want to plug your channels and media, social media, whatever? Uh, War with Cinema, you can check us out on Spotify. iTunes is probably like the best way to uh, listen to us, but we're also on YouTube. You can see our ugly mugs. Um, Nick, you have your channel, Part of the Collector. I do. I have uh, Part of the Collector, which uh, collect a bunch of vintage memorabilia, sports, stuff like that, uh, comic books. And then I also have another podcast. It's uh, with a friend of mine named Z Weezy. The Wheezy and Par take it too far. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We've only got one video, but uh, you can see us on Facebook Live. We do those weekly, you know, on Thursdays. But uh, and also, last but never least, uh, War with Cinema. You know, and like Greg said, we're we're everywhere, man. So check us out. Yeah, definitely. I'll make I'll make sure to post your guys' uh, links in the description. Absolutely, and all that jazz. Um, and then I guess for my listeners, just uh, keep following us on Spotify and. You're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you could be so kind, leave a rating, a little review if you if you're feeling kind, and maybe head over to Warren Cinema and leave them a little review as well. We would all appreciate it. The feedback truly matters. Like, and I'm sure <laughs> yes, you guys know it. Like, yeah, the, yeah. any sort of compliment or comment. We want to give you what you want, but we have to know. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I got. Thank you guys for coming on and. Uh, Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thanks. It was a blast. Of course. All right. See you guys. Later, man.